Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hi everyone, this is Janie Sherlow and welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is a podcast to talk about all things of the heart and soul. We are extremely excited about this podcast and our hope is to be a beacon of light and to awaken humanity to all that is already within. Um, also, please reach out to us via email at dearmattersoftheheartandsoul at gmail.com. Please send in your dear heart and soul letters. Um, this is how we can discuss any of the matters of your heart that you may want to put out there for us to discuss and talk about. Or if you just want to be a part of this podcast, or if you just want to send in some of your concerns or anything, just please reach us at dearmattersoftheheartandsoul at gmail.com. At this time, we would definitely need to take a little time to recognize our sponsorships. We would like to recognize Anchor. Anchor has been instrumental in getting Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast off the ground and it has given it some life. So we would love to thank Anchor. And if you're considering your own podcast, please consider Anchor for all of your podcasting needs. Stay tuned for a great show. Hi everyone, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. And on today's show, we are talking with Ashton Lewis, and we are going to be talking about his story on how foster care saved his life. So welcome to the show, Ashton. Hey Janie, how are you? I am great. It's a pleasure that you have decided to do this with us. We talked about it a little bit and I know you were a little bit hesitant. So I just want to say I appreciate you being willing to share your story. So um, we are talking about how foster care saved your life. So tell us your story. Okay. Well, my name's Ashton Lewis. I'm originally from Savannah, Georgia. Um, I lived in Savannah until about 2004, 2003. And the reason I left Savannah was because the older I got, in 1993, I had a sister who was murdered. And um, the older I got, people started talking about it and it started coming to unveil. So my parents, to try to shelter me from that, said, you know what, let's move the kids away to get them out of the situation because I didn't know about it and they wanted to keep that memory, you know, under the rug. So, and that was in 1993. So, how old were you in 1993? In 1993, I was just born. So, I was an infant in 1993. And then your sister was about how old of age when she was murdered? She was about five or six when she was murdered. Okay. All right. And so, that was in Savannah, and then you moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, I moved to Atlanta in 2004, and, you know, Atlanta was a great city. It had a lot of opportunity for you know, black African-Americans and people. And I think that was another reason that my mother came here was for progression and to be successful as a business owner. Okay. And so you were about 10 years old. Is that right? Yeah, in 2004. 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 2004, 10 years old, moved to Atlanta. Okay. We're following you. Okay. And throughout my whole life, you know, I was going in and out of foster care, 
the foster care system. Um, when I first was born, I went into the foster care system and it continued till about age 15. And that was the time that it actually just stopped completely. And the judge did a non-reunification and said, you know what, um, we're just gonna leave you in foster care and we're gonna just cut all ties and you're not gonna keep going back and forth. So that was the time that um, in 2000 and 2010, the judge said, okay, we're just gonna keep you in foster care. Okay, so you said you were in and out since birth, mm -hmm. foster care. Um, so that started in Savannah. Yes. So tell us why. Why were you put in foster care? Um, I was put in foster care because of mental, physical, and emotional abuse um, from my mother. And that was the main reason why I was in foster care. Okay. So it sounds like you would go to foster care, then go back to your mom, go to foster care, go back to your mom. Um, can you expound a little bit on that? Like, how did how did you go back if you were taken and going back? Mm -hmm. And Well, at the time, I was a lot younger, and I was not able to advocate for myself, mm -hmm. and I couldn't explain to the judge and the attorneys what was going on. At the time, it just looked like a child misbehaving, but it was so much deeper than that. But mm -hmm. I wasn't able to convey that across to, mm -hmm. you know, the attorneys or the judges and you know as I got older I was able to communicate that a lot better to them so they really didn't have a clue of what was going on and it just looked like a child misbehaving. Wow so what's your earliest memory or what's your most vivid memory um, as far as abuse whether it's physical or mental what is your most vivid vivid memory that kind of sticks out? That you um, know, like, okay, this is not normal. This is not normal for a mother with her child. Mm -hmm. I think the most vivid memory I have is, you know, the scar on my left arm. And I look at it and I say, wow, mm -hmm. I know this is not supposed to be here. And until this day, it's still here. So mm -hmm. that's my most vivid memory. And what was it about? Do you, do you remember at all? I don't remember what it was about, but I know I remember the scar and it's still here. Wow. Okay. Um, so, and then in and out of foster care, tell us about your experience in foster care. Were you with families, other families? Were you with other family members or were you with strangers? Like, how was that experience for you? Um, early on in foster care, I was with, um, families and then the older I got, then I started going to the group home settings because the older you get, it's harder to get a foster parent. They kind of want little children and mm. little babies. So then I went into the group home settings. But um, later on in life, once I turned 15, I went to independent living program, which was you had your own apartment, state paid for it, and you were kind of an adult at that time. Mm -hmm. You kind of fed yourself, bathed yourself, woke up for school. You kind of did everything your own. But early on, it was with families. And then after that, it went to group homes. And then it went to independent living programs. Okay. And so you were a teenager, right? About... I was a teenager. Okay. I was a teenager, 15 years old. 15. So at 15 years old, you're kind of in an independent living, doing, taking care of yourself. How did that feel to you emotionally? Um... It was a means to an end. I think at that point in time, I kind of knew I have to do this. I have to go to school. Mm -hmm. And it was a means to an end because I kind of saw the finish line. And I kind of was very spiritual at that time. Mm -hmm. And I kind of 
had conversations with God. I remember when I was younger, I would pray and ask God for things and they were transformed. But at that time, it was like, you're an adult now, you're 15, but mm-hmm. this is a means to an end and it's going to get you somewhere where you want to be in the end. Wow. Um. So you said foster care saved your life. Explain that. So um, I'll never forget it. One day I'll, I got into a little trouble at home and my mother became angry um, and I felt like at that time either you know I would not be alive or I would get into so much trouble that I wouldn't be here to tell my story mm-hmm. and I feel like going into foster care was the best thing for me and the reason why is because you know foster care has a lot of opportunities that people don't know about mm-hmm. and one great benefit about being in foster care is you know, they pay for education, Mm -hmm. you know, you get health insurance until you're 25 for free. So it was a lot of great, great opportunity. And also you have a lot of therapy and counseling. I think that was another thing that really took me to the finish line. It was mandatory for me to go to therapy, to go to counseling, to talk about my problems Mm -hmm. and to see other individuals that look like me that been through what I've been through right and I think that was the biggest thing because I don't know where I would have been if it wasn't for foster care what was one or two things that you would like to share that you took away from therapy and that you would say whoa that shifted me Mm -hmm. I think the number one thing that I took away from therapy was that you're not alone Mm. There's someone else going through the same thing that you're going through. And also that you're the master of your own destiny and the hero of your own story. So you can determine your faith and where you're going. Wow. That's awesome. Um, And how long, I mean, were you in therapy? Like, cause this since birth, you were in and out of foster care. So would you say this was ongoing? Would you say, you know, you did it for six months and stopped and then you felt like that was enough? Like how long did you, seek therapy um since the age of probably eight or ten i've i've been in therapy and i still have a therapist to this day and i still go to therapy i still go to counseling i still have people who i talk to about my issues and my problems you know because it's not foster care anymore but it's everyday life of being an adult yeah so like a village your own village that kind of i'll take care of you you take care of me yeah um what advice would you give um maybe a young child right now that is in foster care, a young teenager, and even a foster care parent or parents that have a foster care child in their home, what advice would you give these people right now? Mm -hmm. A child in foster care, I would tell them, it's okay, it's not over, and don't give up. You Mm -hmm. know, stay persistent and just stay on course to do the right thing. And a foster parent, I would say to them, thank you, because to allow a child to come into your home that you have no connection with, that you don't know, and to give to that child, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you have to have a genuine good heart to do that, to Absolutely. open up your door. And I would tell the foster parents, thank you. Wow. Um, what do you think was the issue with your mother, and what is that relationship with her now? Um, I really don't know what the issue was with her and I never asked to find out. Yeah. And at this point, um, I don't talk to my biological mother, but I do have an adopted mother. I do have a 
family, a village, and a godmother who dearly loves me, and people who support me. Mm-hmm. So at this time, that relationship is non-existent. Wow. Um, did you have any other siblings? Any, or were you an only child? Or um, I have a brother and I have a sister as well. Okay. And do you have a relationship with them at all? Um, me and my sister, we kind of go back and forth with our relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not stagnant. And my mm-hmm. brother, I don't know it where he's at. Okay. And were they in foster care as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it was back and forth for them as well. Okay. Um, so today you are how old? Today I'm 25. 25 years old. All right. So Ashton, tell us where you are physically, mentally, spiritually at 25 years old, going in and out of foster care since you were a baby at birth. Mm-hmm. And tell us where you are and, you know, if it wasn't for foster care, where could you potentially be? Where do you think you would have been? Okay. Well, today I'm I'm still on my journey. I'm still on the process. I think the biggest thing is just keeping God first, being obedient and just following his will. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it wasn't for foster care, I would probably be dead or who knows, mm-hmm. only God knows. But I do feel like today in the present time that I am on a journey to give back and to do God's work and to share my story to help other people. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was a lot of hesitance in mm-hmm. sharing the story because people don't see that layer of me. Mm-hmm. People see me and they think that everything is just golden. But why do you this, think that? Why do you think that? Like, why? I think it's just I don't show it. I'm not vulnerable. And I mm. think at this stage of my life, um, God is saying, you know, I'm pulling back the layers. It's kind of like an onion. He's pulling back yes, the layers. And I he's love saying, that. Yes. He's saying, hey, this is one layer. I got you here. You're mentally healthy. You're physically healthy. You're mostly healthy. But let me get you to another layer. I want you to inspire somebody else. So I really feel like with this interview, no one has ever heard my story. I've never shared it publicly. Well, Don't we are so excited that you shared it with us. So excited. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the show. It's, yeah. it's a great opportunity. And I want to help other people. And I want to inspire people. And, you know, my godmom told me, she said, for every one of you, there are a thousand people who have been through something like what you are going through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe that. Um, I mean, how do you think your story will inspire other kids, other, let's just say kids that's in foster care? Like, what do you want to do with this story? You know, we we, we put it on this podcast and, you know, it's going to be shared. People are going to hear about it. What do you want this to be? Well, I want to, eventually, I want to help people. So at the present moment, I'm a realtor. I sell real estate in Atlanta. And, you know, one reason I got into real estate was because growing up, I didn't have a stable home. So I felt like a home is the best thing that you can give a person. And mm-hmm. it all starts at home. It's the foundation from where you're going to go. So now I sell the American dream and I sell that home that I didn't have growing up. So I just want to give back, give back to my community. And eventually I want to open up group homes and help kids that are in the foster care system get to where I'm at today. Yeah, you're going to do it, Ashton. I already see it. You're going to do it. Um, Tell me, in your opinion, what does it take to be a loving parent? I think to be a loving parent 
it is it starts with the heart mm-hmm. it starts with the soul um it's not monetary it's more mm-hmm. of I love my child and mm-hmm. I think being a loving parent is when you can sacrifice for your child and give them the things that you did not have and you want to see them be successful. So I think it starts with the heart mm-hmm. and just seeing to that love. person. And it's unconditional love no matter what. Yeah, it is. Um, do you want to be a parent? At this time in my life, I don't desire. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what the future may hold. Right. So it's not a heart's desire right now. Yeah. Um, I do know I want to help children. Yeah. And I think God you're gonna is gonna do use it. Me I see it. Yeah, I see the light all around you. You're gonna do it. Um, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um, as far as foster care and foster parents and children and any of that. Um, I say with everyone, I just want people to know that no matter what you're going through, get help. There's always someone to talk to, and that. In the beginning of the race, you may start off slow, but it does not matter where you start long as you finish. And I want everyone to finish. And while you're here, just finish your objective and do what you think is best to help other people and be a giver. Be a giver and be a compassionate towards other people. Absolutely. And I think um, at 25 years old and starting therapy at 10 years old, I think it did you so much justice because I mean I'm looking at you and I know the listeners can't look at you but you have so much light you're so positive you're such a a great person and I think you're going to do everything you set yourself to do um also what book would you recommend or what book did you recently read so my favorite book is um called my love story it's by Tina Turner and People laugh all the time because they once they hear this podcast. <laughs> I love podcast, Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah, I love Tina Turner too. And once they hear this podcast, they're gonna realize why I love Tina Turner so much. Because I always say to my friends, me and Tina Turner, we can relate to each other because we have the same upbringing and the same family dynamics. So she wrote a book called My Love Story, and it talks about just knowing when to be yourself and when to be authentic. And one of my favorite quotes she said in that book is. In life, I chased a lot of things, but I knew I was truly happy at the point when I desired nothing, no cars, no clothes, no money. And I can't wait till I get to the point where I desire nothing. At the age wow. I am now, I'm not going to lie, I desire a lot. I desire <laughs> so much. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, I it think was, it's a journey. I think we, journey. we get there, some people sooner than later. Um, so, wow, that's a great recommendation. Great mm-hmm. book. My Love Story by Tina Turner. Yeah, that's a great book. Um, as of today, on the date of this podcast and this talk, what is the biggest matter of your heart right now? The biggest matter of my heart is, you know, honestly, I feel like this is another layer and another set of freedom chains being released from me because I've never shared this story publicly. That's awesome. So I feel like the matter of my heart is to give, continue to give, and to hope that my story inspires just one person and to let them know that it's not over and this journey is not going to be easy. But if you stay consistent and you stay true to yourself, you will prevail and be the person that you always dreamed you would be. Wow, Ashton, that's awesome. Um, I'm just very 
privileged to have been the first person to kind of get your story out on a podcast. Uh, you and I, we've had our talks and I think, you know, I told you, I said, you got to let somebody hear this. So I'm just glad that you allowed me to kind of interview you and get it out. Um, and I think from this point forward, you're going to be just catapulted to some new heights. So I hope you're ready for that because I feel like God has so much in store for you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Janie. I want to tell you thank you for staying on top of me and telling me to share my story because I had a lot of self-deprecating thoughts when it came to it. And I was like, no, I don't want to share it. But you were really a vessel and you really stayed with me and was patient with me with this. So I really appreciate you for being on this journey with me and allowing me to come on your podcast and share this. Absolutely. My pleasure. That's why we're here. Um, So this was Ashton Lewis, and we just had a great conversation with him talking about how foster care saved his life. This is Janie Charlotte again, and this is Matters of the Heart and Soul, where we talk about everything of the heart and soul. So if you want to be a part of this, if you want to share your story, if you want to send in your dear heart and soul letter, please email us at Dear Matters of the Heart and Soul at gmail.com. So stay tuned for our next show.